Welcome back to Girl Truth. Today's episode is called This Feels Like a Setup. This is part two of our series on online learning during the pandemic, featuring Marmia and Caitlin. How do you feel about like the divide between like low income households and um, higher income households during this time? Um, for me, I felt like hurt, like not surprised. I, I would like to clarify, I, I was not surprised, mm-hmm. but it was hurtful as as an African-American woman to see the divide just blatantly not, like, it wasn't even vaguely trying to be hidden. Like, it, the neglect was just stark. Like, I've always been fascinated with, like, technology and stuff like that. So, growing up, like, I was one of the first of my peers to have a computer. I was one of the first of my peers to have internet at home. I've mm-hmm. always been very uh, consumer tech um, fascinated. And seeing these kids genuinely try to do their work, and be hit with roadblock after roadblock after roadblock, and then told on top of that that they're going to be facing negative consequences because of it. It's hard because, like, I'm an adult. I'm. It's galling to know that bullcrap that happened to me and my generation. It's continuing and we didn't stop it and our parents didn't stop and their parents, you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I had, um, my little cousin, she, they missed her. Like they lost her in the records for two months. She was going to class and everything and getting none of the homework from the class because they didn't have her in their system as in the class. And then they messaged her mother Two months after this child has supposedly not even shown up. And they're like, well, why isn't she doing her math homework? And the mom's like, well, she has zero due assignments. Mm-hmm. Like, I bribed this kid. I was like, look, if we, because she went from like 60 something. Yeah. And I told her, if you get this down to zero by this and this Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you some candy. I got her a few different, like, you know, little toys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Friday, she had zero overdue assignments. She got mm-hmm. her little bag. She was so happy. Got her workbook, got her crayons and stuff. And then Monday, she had 40, what was it, 47 overdues? Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. After I just promised her, like, look, it's going to be easier if you get caught up. If you get caught up, if you do this work, if you don't play around, if we get this done, I promise you it is going to be easier from here. You'll be able to relax a little bit. You won't have to work as hard. Right. And they wouldn't do that to a kid whose parent can take time off work to rate to like raise heck at the school. Mm-hmm. They would, you, they would, that would never, there would be, even assuming that this was, um, people being overworked instead of incompetent, they would never have been so overworked that that mistake could even 
be remotely feasible if it had been a more affluent neighborhood. To take more account onto the kids and because I feel like that might also like like you were saying like this is why like um people want to give up on school now it's like because it shows like they don't care enough um or they're not like in tune enough as to what's going on in each and everybody's home or um like why some people like the fact that she was off like quote unquote like off the grid like nobody knew what was going on for so long but never tried to contact the family or get in contact to her and um figure out why she hadn't finished any assignments and stuff like that or figure out if she even saw them or knew what was going on and stuff okay um I'm sorry, I didn't say much. I didn't, I didn't know. Like, I don't know. I just never really thought much. Um, mm -hmm. and it like actually kind of bothers me how much I didn't really think much about like that whole thing. Cause like, I mean, I'm kind of doing it right now, doing school right now online. Um, until like next week. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I was just taken back. I didn't really know much to say. Yeah. It's hard to see it when you're like right up close in it yeah and like spotting these things is kind of like it's one of those things where once it's pointed out then you start to see it everywhere yeah and it's like with me having my cyber schooling background i kind of relatively knew what is and is not reasonable to ask of a child in a remote learning environment mm -hmm. so like when a lot of things were like a lot of balls were being dropped and then the um the narrative around it was uh, these are tough times. People make mistakes, but like, since this is so unprecedented, since this is so new, we, we have to be understanding and we have to make allowances. And like, for the average person who hasn't done cyber school, who, who may not be as familiar with like, uh, school, like course management software and stuff like that, to them, that sounds like a perfectly reasonable, it's like, that sounds like, you know, rational, like it's, it's a pandemic. Mm -hmm. But for me, who has seen remote learning work before and seen how few catastrophes were allowed to happen to me, it's, it stood out like a giant red flag. Yeah. And it felt like I was, like, to a certain extent, it felt like I was getting gaslit. Because yeah. I was having these these people who were elected and paid to to know things before I knew them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, if somebody tells you that, like, Oh, this isn't, uh, uh, it's not financial discrimination. It's not a biased thing. We're all in this together. We all make mistakes. We drop the ball on all students, this, this, that, and the third. Unless you have a reason to go looking for feeling some kind of way. Right. They should have, they should have known the differences and became more active with low income. Or just like people who can't access certain things, they should have been more, um, um, well, yeah, like, yeah, they should have raised, like, more awareness and, um, put more action towards them, knowing that the circumstances and, um, what, how it may be hard, harder for them. Cause being, yeah, like, doing virtual, like, from not going, 
um, from not normally doing virtual to just all of a sudden going to virtual and stuff is hard in and of itself, but it's definitely much harder when you don't have the same resources that others do. So, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, it's that whole lack. It's not even so much like they didn't think it's, it's common sense. Some things yeah. like I had a, a student, um, my mom and I were babysitting and she's in class and like, we got there maybe seven something. We got her up, wash dress, this, this, that, and the third got her set up. And then my mom cooked her breakfast and then I'm having this teacher tell her she can't eat her breakfast because it's class time and it's rude and this is the stand the third. And I'm just sitting over here and I'm just like, this girl's mom works. Like, yes, a lot of parents are staying home right now. But last time I checked, mm-hmm. all those people in New York were clapping at nine o'clock for somebody mm-hmm. like the, these. What do they call them? Um, essential workers have families. They have children. So you're upset that a child is eating during class time, even though she was like, I literally saw the switch. Like she was happy and participating and repeating all the stuff he was telling her to. And then when he started coming at her about the food and stuff like that, like she just got like quiet and withdrawn and then only talked when spoken to. Like Mm -hmm. I real life stood in her class eating my breakfast and I told her you keep on eating. Mm -hmm. And I glared at a grown behind man for a hot 20, 20 minutes eating grits. Mm -hmm. But that was inconvenient for her. But there are some kids who like your mom got up. She got, she got you up. She washed herself. She washed you. She did this, this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. And you also want her to get this kid's breakfast before school, which starts at eight o'clock in the morning when they're supposed to eat six years old. But definitely don't feel bad on yourself for not like being aware of it. Like the other day I got traumatized because I saw this new road pattern or whatever, and it was really flashy. And I was like, oh my God, you could kill somebody like that if they got epilepsy. But until I read a book about a character with epilepsy who kept getting their seizures triggered, it never would have even passed my mind six months ago. Like I would not have considered it at all whatsoever. Thank you for listening to Girl Truth. What lens are you looking through? Produced by yours truly, Adina Hill. Our podcast is sponsored by the Evalor House, the award-winning nonprofit organization led by our executive director, Cheryl Ann Wadlington. To learn more about the Evalor House, visit us on the web at evalorhouse.org.